0: I'm talking about no bears
1: yeah <laughs> oh my gosh can you imagine a crossover between no bears oh. and cocaine bears that'd be amazing <laughs> that would be oh my gosh what if, i did what if, i did see a
2: poster was... for cocaine bear in the big blue house and i want to see that
1: what, what? <laughs>
2: the big
0: blue house
2: don't you know bear in the big blue house no 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 you did Is
0: that a children's what?
2: book Okay, I've got a. Doo-doo, 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 doo-doo. Back when my kids were. This is how you open show. Wee, when Back when my kids were we, there was a show called The B- Bear in the Big Blue House. And it was okay. a Jim Henson production. And it was a big, huge bear in a blue house. And he had buddies. And it was kind of. Huh. It was far better than anything, any episode of Barney ever but it, but it was really good and bear taught him things and he was a really good pup but he's really this huge bear this guy in a bear suit which looked really good and it was called mm-hmm. bear in the big blue house and all right so someone made i I figured at least one i was hoping one of you would get the reference but apparently not i apparently
3: am am the oldest one of the group so, i actually oh, remember it vaguely now that you mentioned mark uh but i haven't thought about it uh in depth but to your point it was anything was probably better than some of those uh Kid shows that in the last 20 years, yeah, like anything's Barney. better than Caillou? Hey, hey, hey! hey. <laughs> actually, I miss. Uh, I ah. think they did a lot of good Cartoon Network uh, shows for kids in the last 20 years. Yeah. Mm. Guess,
0: guess what? I
4: get called at school, Caillou. Oh, that's. Uh, <laughs> <so> I'm <laughs> going for Mr. that Don Shanahan, Shanahan no. look.
3: I'm going if for If it's that not Don Caillou, look, it's yeah. Mr.
4: Clean, and I'm like, guys, well, oh no, <laughs> actually, know um, Mr. Clean. Oh, okay, I without chores, they do, yeah.
1: <laughs> I thought they were going to say they were huffing it. Anyway, um, but no. What about uh, what about the Bernstein cocaine bears? Is there right you right? go. There, there would be you great. go. There we go. A family.
4: Well, we have a family at the end of this movie. That's Ooh-hoo.
3: true.
1: One um, could argue
4: hey. that
3: Fozzie Bear was, by his nature of being a comedian, probably familiar with some of the uh, peccadillos mm-hmm. and uh, extracurricular activities. No, he's got yeah. a <laughs> line or two. <laughs> Coca. Anyway. And, and and some of them were funny. Waka, waka,
2: waka, waka, waka.
0: Animal got all the right. extra. Yeah. <laughs> they they should have they had a live action in the end credits, a live action Statler and Waldorf. This bear wasn't funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny you should say that, David. Um, <laughs> cocaine Bear was one of my most anticipated movies of 2023. After oh, watching that trailer, I was like, I got to see this movie. Oh, no. I was very excited. Mark knows where this is going. Uh, I think Jeff does too. Um, I do. Yeah. And I'm uh, edge of my seat. Uh, I was slumped back in my seat, uh, (laughs) during this, during, from the beginning to the end of this screening, which I paid, I did not go to a critic screening. I paid to go on a Friday night (sighs) with the, with the paying public in a packed theater. And in this 90 minute movie, there was, uh, maybe five minutes of like laughter in the auditorium. And I did not once, once, oh boy. crack a smile. Hmm, wow! Shit. So this oh. is going to be one of the scenes where I sit Whoa. back and I let everyone else celebrate Cocaine Bear <laughs> while I try and get into the mood by doing some lines. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. Jeff York, you get yes. to synopsize this movie for us. Mm. If you would be so kind. Oh, gosh. Well, let me see. Uh, I will try to. Um, Based on a true story. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, true. It is. In 1985,
3: there was a drug smuggler uh, who dropped a shipment of cocaine, uh, and it ended up in the forest in uh, Georgia. And uh, unfortunately, a bear got a hold of it and uh, digested all kinds of uh, uh, snorts of it and died. End of story. Uh, yeah. It made the news because they discovered that there's this dead bear and this coke around him and stuff like that. But somebody, uh, I guess maybe the screenwriter or whoever uh, decided to do this, Jimmy Warden <laughs> was the scripter, uh, thought there's a really bad horror movie in here that maybe we can make good in the sense because it's so cheesy. And that's what they went out and did. I think that's the way I approached it, I did not expect this to be particularly good, though I do think, and will talk about this. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to do kitsch and schlock, and because I think most filmmakers tend to want to make it look better than it was. I think that hurt, uh, you know, some of the things like I think both of the movies around the trailers in Grindhouse were too well done uh, versus the trailers, which were really much more pure, and of course they only had to do two minutes there. But anyway, long story short, in this one they start off with the premise that indeed uh, a drug plane goes down, the cocaine mm-hmm. goes everywhere, and the cocaine the, the bear comes along it and snorts it and kind of goes crazy. Mm. And then all different kinds of people kind of wander into this forest. A couple of kids who were playing hooky from school, the mom looking for her daughter who's one of the children, uh, a park ranger who's on a date with sort of a, a park executive <laughs> who's there. Uh, <laughs> of course, the drug dealer played by Ray Liotta, in one of his last uh, – film roles, sends a couple of his minions, including his son, in there to retrieve whatever coke they can because they don't want to lose all the money and have to make up $20 million or whatever they've lost, potentially. And the sort of shenanigans ensue, as Juno would say, when you have all these different people sort of crossing paths with each other, and the bear who sometimes is sleeping, sometimes he's sniffing again, sometimes he's marauding. Ian I will say this just before we get into it. You didn't laugh at the the ambulance scene? Because that to oh, me wow. was worth the price of admission. Yeah, that, that little yes. centerpiece was oh, I thought so both a little scary but mostly hilarious. But I guess you didn't laugh. Here's
1: here's the thing. I, I didn't <laughs> laugh. I think it would have worked better if I hadn't if it hadn't been teased in the trailer. Mm. Because oh, the the fact yeah. of it happening. Mm is you know i i laughed when i saw it in the trailer but in the execution of the movie it winds up pretty much i mean i can't Recall what movies I've seen this in, but I've seen similar movies, not necessarily involving an ambulance, but with you know mayhem happening in. i like, like Freddy versus Jason involves Jurassic mayhem, Park. Uh, Jurassic uh, objects Park. May
3: appear closer than they appear in the mirror. I mean, yeah, it's right, a but stuff like
1: stuff happening in a van, and you know, ooh, they they hit a tree, and the person flies out the windshield and right. dies. You know, in the foreground yeah. of the camera, like we've seen all of this stuff. You, right. You're totally missing before.
2: the key scene of that entire centerpiece. <laughs> is where the bear does sp-
1: cocaine as no, a not. full frame
2: <laughs> don't see it often and i watch a lot full-on road rash face plan that because, was amazing. which yes. was yes. amazing the way it was shot i have because they don't yeah. cut away they literally i i did not expect that i have not seen that before where someone strapped to a girty falls out of the ambulance usually they mm-hmm. land on the wheels face and something plan, yeah. funny happens right. later this Maybe. actually does what normally you would expect: is the wheels catch, falls flat, faceplant, grind. Oh. I loved our entire audience laughed hysterically, yeah. and it was Emmy winner Margo
3: right. Martindale. So I mean, I was God honest. bless Margo. Yeah, <laughs> I know she was up for lunch. Margo Martindale. Pyranigans. Hey,
1: Margo Martindale was better in Hannah Montana the movie. Anyway, about that scene, <laughs> about that scene, Mark. I agree with you. My problem was. It wasn't on screen long enough for it to even register. I mean, yeah, she gets dragged a little bit, but I was expecting this movie to go further, and I think that's one of my kind of beefs with it. There's so much bad, like Walking Dead season three level CGI in here with oh. the effects. Like there was the guy who gets you know shot in the in the head you know from behind by Margot Martindale. Oh my gosh! Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. I got to put on a spoiler tag here sorry everybody who hasn't seen wee, cocaine Bear. right but the thing is like there there does they do lose something in the lack of practicality with these effects because i'm just kind of you know expecting everything it's all kind of rubbery and, and unreal um you know and we maybe can get to this later horror comedy is a hard thing to pull off but it's That's not true. impossible and i have four examples of horror comedies that I would recommend people watch three times each rather than Cocaine Bear <laughs> once. Damn. Um, yeah. I, you mentioned movies. Grindhouse earlier, oh. Jeff. Uh, this is another situation where I thought it made a perfect trailer in a kind of a lousy movie because, you know, I saw Machete and then I, for some reason, went back from Machete Kills. I'm like, yeah, this was better at three minutes. Hmm. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So, uh, guys, talk a, about Cocaine Bear. Tell me some cocaine. Okay, here's
3: can I Go just ahead. build on that for one quick second because I think mm-hmm. you actually raise a very interesting point. And I will tell you, having lived through a number of these, I was uh, somebody who liked Grindhouse despite the fact that I don't think it was as great as it probably should have been. Because, like I said, I think they tried to make it too good, uh, and, and they missed some of the cheesiness. Uh, even the camera work was too good. Both Tarantino and, and Rodriguez did too good. But I will tell you this. It's now a cult classic, and people really love Creepshow. But when that movie came out, it got terrible reviews. Mm-hmm. Because people do not know how to laugh at a horror movie that is trying to be cheesy, and that movie was trying to be cheesy because I think for most people they say, "Well," and I'm not saying this is you, Ian. I'm I'm just saying, I think when you see something like that, it it's so much about what mindset you in are in or what you're expecting. But you know, Creepshow was trying to be silly and trying to be kitschy, mm-hmm. um, and. Most critics and to some degree audiences because it bombed uh, reject that because they don't know quite. It's like I, it's not funny enough to be a genuine comedy and it's not scary the way a really effective horror movie is. It's a very fine line. I will say the same of Death Becomes Her, which I think is one of Bob Zemeckis's great films, won an Oscar for special effects. The film was hated by critics mm-hmm. and now they're remaking it because over the years it's become a cult classic. And it's, But I think there's this genre that's very hard to like appreciate get sort of see the nuance of it. and I I for me I think Elizabeth Banks did it just bad enough. If she did if she had done great special effects, I think that would have been too much. You can't do great special effects in a movie like this. They have to be. I mean, the very first scene we see of the bear, when he's the children see him, he's practically the gopher from Caddyshack. I mean, come on. Where do you go from there? Of course, this is going to be absurd and they're not trying to be particularly good. I mean, it's well looking you know, bad. The first time
0: <laughs> we see the bear was with the Swedish couple,
3: right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Right, but I mean, but, yes. when he's doing the you know, when he's yeah. getting the Coke, yeah. I maybe. Mean, maybe it was a Swedish couple. I may, maybe yeah. I got that wrong. My pardon. Um, no, well, but, yeah, I mean, it was a Swedish
2: it, couple, yeah.
3: Yeah, but I mean it's he's the gopher from <coughs> Caddyshack, and yeah. just like in Caddyshack, they tried to make the gopher look cheesy because if you tried to make that look real, you'd be like, Well, that's not funny. Well, it it's better
0: funny than the prairie dogs in Crystal Skull. <laughs>
1: <laughs> here's, here's, well, right. First of all, I uh, first of all, I gotta pull over because uh my dear friend. And fellow American Academy of Art alum, Miguel Whoa. Salazar. Yes. Okay. Miguel, I don't know if you know this, and Jeff, I don't think you know this, but uh, we got three Academy folks here on the live stream. Uh, wow. Me, Jeff, and, and you, Miguel. Um, thanks for reminding me, because I just watched this in December. Uh, it's one of my wife and my favorite holiday movies, oddly enough. The gurney face plant happened in Just Friends. That's correct. Yes. Huh. Um, and it was actually you know, kind oh, of wow. funny. But nice. Nice ad. Nice. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds and Amy Smart. Yeah. Um, oh, nice ad some, yeah. But here's the thing. I, I take your point about creep show, Jeff, and I understand why it wasn't well, well received. And I think why it's become kind of a cult classic. I mean, they're, they're even making some really great creep show comics that just right. finished their first run. Uh-huh. Right. Um, but, uh, the thing is that was sort of the precursor to the advent of the horror comedy. Um, you know, you, Sam Raimi's *Evil Dead* 2, which is one of the movies on that on that list of four that I was going to reference, that came out I think five years after *Creepshow*, and yeah, that Creepshow was 82, I think. Yeah, yeah. And *Evil Dead* mm-hmm. 2 was 87 um, or 88. Well, I think it was 87. 80s, but that, 80,
3: yeah.
0: 87. yeah, it was
1: it was kind of universally, you know, praised as being this like, oh my god, look what they're doing with the *Evil Dead*. The original is a mm-hmm. straight up horror movie that's mm-hmm. got right. some fun to it. You know, you can tell the filmmakers were enjoying being inventive and finding great ways to gross people out. And I think Ramey and and Ted Ramey and and Bruce Campbell, they all got together and said, what if we kind of kick this up to 11 and made an all out comedy that was also kind of scary in parts? Mm -hmm. And that's where you really get that perfect admixture with cocaine bear. It you know, again, it's a very fine line. I feel like, you know, total like stick in the mud trying to delineate this. But I think it's kind of important. When you have th- the special effects of the bear and cocaine bear are not that impressive, but they're not bad enough. I mean, this is a universal picture, right? If this was an independent right. picture, I think you can kind of get away with that. Mm-hmm. But with universal, it's just like, oh, it's just more not that great CGI like <laughs> we've seen in every Marvel movie for the last half decade. I think if you're going to go for it's so cheesy looking, it's bad. You have to go to like Birdemic levels or maybe just a little bit above that. If they had, if they had done like a fully animatronic bear and like just had like this bad claw like swiping at someone from off screen, <laughs> and they turn around and their face is all bloody all over, full Ed Wood. yeah, go full Ed Wood, then you'd really have something. But I feel like the filmmakers are not comfortable enough living in this genre to do something mm. that truly is gutsy and could actually have mm. failed. I, cocaine okay. Bear was made to make its opening weekend and then be forgotten, you know, by week. Probably three. Yeah, mm. I. I don't know. I think I mean, the weekly I, business is good. Yeah, I, I think, think it's gonna I hang think. a bit. That's why I said week three. Once people get wind of this, <laughs> thing. I mean, it's it's a mixed it's a mixed reaction. I mean, the critics you know really like it. The audience, uh, you know, the word of mouth. I mean, it's, it's, it's like teetering. well, it was like it was like seventy one percent when I looked like what is it two days ago. Yeah. Um, right. The audience score is lower than that, and this is mm. gonna be a home video thing where people are like, "You got to go see Cocaine Bear," and they're gonna watch him yeah. like. I saw it once. It's
0: funny. Right. One one specific critic who sat behind me in the screening, um, who laughed his head off through most of the movie. Later is it, on, is said, it this oh. guy?" No. Later on, okay. said, "Oh, this movie's crap. Ah, it's terrible." What? Blah blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> And I'm like, whatever, dude. I heard you laugh <laughs> yeah. more than once. Um,
1: there was one. There uh, just before you get to that, David. I just want to mention. I did read some of the like. I breezed through some of the com- the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes to just kind of get a pulse for like what people were seeing here. One of the negative reviews and I can't remember who who it was. Unfortunately, they said cocaine bear and this this got the 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 heart of what I felt watching this movie, they said cocaine bear is it's like you found the perfect joke T-shirt and you wore it to school and then you were forced to wear it to school for a full year. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, yeah. That's, without that's how showering I or okay <laughs> well, no but it's just like it's all in the trailer like wait there's a bear that I did cocaine see, the bear did cocaine see, oh i my didn't God, see the trailer i never saw the, the there's trailer. yeah same yeah, there's that's your first the problem mistake. you
3: gotta now yeah. watch the trailer it doesn't no, the thing.
1: it doesn't matter really because no. it's oh, kind of funny and it's kind of funny and <laughs> well no it's what i'm saying is it's kind of funny in the trailer but kind of again it's three minutes But they repeat that joke and like every character in this movie says a variation of that line throughout the entire 90 minutes. Sure. But imagine if you weren't prompted by that,
2: then I would have been like,
1: yes, I it would have been the same thing as we just talked about Mandalorian season three. Like, yes, he took off his helmet. Now he's not a Mandalorian. He's got to go do this ritual. Hey, did you know that this guy took off his helmet? So he's no longer a Mandalorian. He's got to do this ritual. Oh my God, I took off my helmet. Guess yeah. what? I'm not okay, a Mandalorian. Okay. I got to do this ritual. See, you guys are getting annoyed by my repetition. I'm trying to give you a taste of my experience of Cocaine Bear. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: This movie reminded me of like uh, the Coen brothers direct or Sam Raimi or the Coen brothers directed Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Mm.
4: Um,
0: you know, it, it's, you know, it's kind of got that, uh, you know, that kind of, hillbilly kind of approach you know with these characters being somewhat clueless and uh and you know in a in a unbelievable situation and uh, you know the fact what drew me to this movie wasn't just you know the trailer or the shtick or the you know the the title but when i saw who is in it i'm like oh this will be interesting to see this kind of you know pedigree of cast in a, a movie like this um mm-hmm. uh, quite a, a variety of you know mm-hmm. veterans and newcomers uh, different ages i mean you have the mm-hmm. girl from florida project brooklyn prince right, in here right. and, mm-hmm. and the the kid from sweet tooth netflix uh series mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know and margot martindale or ray leota you know uh, like okay well this is interesting and and i just i enjoyed kind of I almost wanted like a whole, almost like a little series or episodes of just Margot Martindale's character. Like what, what's she about? She, she was just kind of funny and interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And then even, uh, uh, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., which we haven't mentioned yet. He was the detective who came down from, uh, I think, uh, uh, Ch- I think Chattanooga maybe. Yeah. Uh,
4: was it that it far is, away
0: st louis was where ray
4: the, the, the guys
0: were yeah. coming from
1: yeah got but it.
0: but gotcha, but gotcha. see the body of the 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 drug guy, drug dealer landed in tennessee right, right? and that's okay. where they found like yeah. like okay where was this from and that's this guy was kind of on trailing uh i guess the variation of escobar for this movie um uh, ray liotta's character and then so that's why he got in his car and drove down to georgia um, but I thought Isaiah Whitlock Jr.'s character was was funny. It had like all these like kind of like quirky side plots. Like he's,
4: oh, the dog. He's, he's kind of <laughs> house
0: sitting this dog, this yeah. princess looking dog, and and uh, yeah. I mean, I just I had fun. If it wasn't for the cast and the characters that they were playing, I mean, I don't know if I'd have as much fun. Yes, the kills were silly and fun, but uh, I, I had a blast hanging out with these characters.
4: Mm-hmm. That, I had a blast hanging out with some of the characters. Mm-hmm. I could shave a four off and be happy as a clam, you know.
3: One thing I'd like to just say, and I, I want to hear what Mark thinks, uh, so <laughs> forgive me if I'm stepping on your chance, nope. Mark. But I'll No, nope, not this. at all. Okay, I'll just say this quickly. One thing I do appreciate about it, I'm not going to convince you, Ian, but I will just say this for the sake of the podcast. <laughs> and in some respects, it's the difference between um, – uh, You know, sometimes a woman director versus a male director. Any male director would have killed the dog. Elizabeth Banks did not kill the dog. Mm. And there's a no, no. Listen to me. Here's it's the way. It's the point. It's it's the way we we you know um, the director of Wonder Woman did not ever look up Gal Gal Gadot's skirt, and Zack Snyder made sure we saw it in both uh, Batman versus Superman and uh, the Justice League. And I'm just saying there's a sweetness to some of the little bits here and there with the characters, with the interaction, with taking time with them, that I think a director like Elizabeth Banks, because she's looking at this is Otherwise, it would have been just Sharknado. You could easily make the Sharknado, right. and it'd true, be god-awful, badly okay. acted, terrible special effects, and everybody knows it's cheese. This is cheese, but I would say it's actually elevated cheese. It's kitsch, <laughs> and I think there's a difference. And and there's a little sweetness to this that I think gets you a little bit more involved with the characters. Like, those kids are kind of sweet. Carrie Russell doesn't get... You know, shit on or, you know, uh, maybe turn into, into, Sigourney, or turn Weaver, into right? Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. She doesn't turn into a, you know, like somebody who's got mud and his mess all the time. She's a real mom out there looking for. Her. I don't know. I think I'm not saying that Elizabeth Banks necessarily shapes the material, but I know that directors often do. And I think she approached this with a little bit of heart, if I dare say. And I think that to me added the surprises to it. Some of the script is twisty and turny, but there's a smidge of heart throughout this. And I hand it to Banks for, I think, Applying that to this, and and spending the time on characters' reactions and a little bit of the the, the softer lulls in here to sort of emphasize that, but maybe that's just me.
4: I hear I Jeff talking like this, where it's like brie cheese with fig jam, you know, like
1: oh my, <laughs> there, there we go. I know, but, but here's here's the thing, uh, Jeff and and Mark, I'll, I'll get you in here in a second, no, but I don't okay. want to react to that, Jeff? I think you hit on some very fine points, and I think you're helping me solidify why this movie did not work for me. Okay, A movie like this does not need heart or caring or tenderness. That dog should have died. It needs to have oh, kind of God. an a, 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 an unpredictable mean streak. <laughs> mm. And from the person mm-hmm. who turned Charlie's Angels from a TV show about like sex appeal and, and globetrotting <laughs> Spidem into this like, you know, watered down, like, you know, 21st century feminist nonsense oh, that completely tanked and nobody reacted to. Yeah. I could see that's why I was like, okay, maybe Cocaine Bear is going to show us something that Elizabeth Banks can do besides Charlie's Angels and like one of the Pitch Perfect sequels. And after watching this, I love Elizabeth Bank as an as an actress and frankly, as a game show host, because I think she kills it on the uh, the remake of uh, Press Your Luck. But watching this movie, I'm like, this does not I don't feel like the person who made this actually has a sense of humor. I feel like it's wow. written by people who have seen wow. other funny movies and taken all the wrong lessons from oh, well. it. Yowzers. Hmm. Okay,
2: Mark, you're up. No, you don't <laughs> want to, uh,
1: <laughs> I don't want to dominate
2: the podcast. I've seen this movie twice. I love it. <laughs> I, 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 it, I, it
0: was, I'm with Mark. It was totally my jam. I, I mean, this
2: was this was yeah, thank you, David. This was my jam. Now here's the thing. Probably, and I'm not I don't know what you guys consume, but I think Ian knows my taste. Edibles. I, besides that, <laughs> I, besides that, I think Ian knows my taste and knows that probably out of this group, I I, I consume the most indie B horror, B comedy horror, modern B comedy horror that's indie or whatnot. Yeah, out of mo- most of you here, I won't speak for everybody. Maybe you do. Oh, and I'm the other end where I watch none of it. You right. Know, so, so yeah. for a, I'm going to say this, uh, and Ian, I I understand where you're coming from, but for a modern horror comedy, I thoroughly enjoy it because it it does not take the trend that the majority of the horror comedies that we've seen out there have done one. It commits to the gimmick all the way through the film. It has that heart that Jeff says it doesn't get cynical about itself. It doesn't say wah, wah. It doesn't say that, Hey, these B movies are ridiculous. We're being ridiculous because we think These Mm -hmm. B-movie concepts are ridiculous. They put in ridiculous situations, but there is heart here. There is a theme of family through here. You have the pairing of the the best friends in here, who the guy who gets annoyed by uh, Ray Liotta's son, but at the same time he's got a loyalty to him that comes through the whole thing and is wanting to be there for the son who's grieving. You have the mother who goes out into the woods searching for her kids, because that's what moms do, but and they meet up. You've got the detective who doesn't like the dog, but that's his first thought before he died. He doesn't want something to happen to the dog. The dog comes back around later and helps the grieving guy. But more importantly, I think what Jeff said was too, and I think Don hit on it for a horror movie like this, we spend enough time with these characters, to actually at least give them a little bit more than being bear fodder. Yep. You yeah. have you have enough time to breathe with them. Even our mm-hmm. opening couple, mm-hmm. we get at least enough information through the dialogue and that to get to know who they are. Not like deep level, but more mm-hmm. so than just, they could have easily had them just go to yeah. the rock scene. Oh, look at how beautiful the scene is. Yeah. Bear Woman comes, on the beach in Jaws, right? Just eats, No eats details, pretty girl. right? That's it. You get a scene with this gr- gang who have been stabbing people in the woods. This wonderful <laughs> fight scene. Which, oh, that was amazing. But you oh. get one of those characters who you did not expect to be with our two friends. Mm-hmm. And he's the voice of consciousness, but we even learned a little bit about him. So many of these movies that try to do horror gimmick comedies like, Don't like name care?
1: some Mark because like huh? give me some examples.
3: Uh, what what have I watched? Body, I think body, all the I would food. I would say all the Friday the Thirteenth um, movies. Well, those and are more
1: comedies. Aside from well, character like, one, maybe, character two. Yeah,
3: I would I would argue by by movie three they were comedies. Because we stopped caring about the characters, they stopped investing in any real personality, and it just became how ludicrous and crazy okay. can Jason kill them. And by the time you have Jason takes Manhattan, it's oh. a parody of itself.
1: Well, right, but that's not that's not someone setting out to make a horror comedy. That's just a bad horror but, movie. Now, well, R no, six but, but I, is a bona fide uh, horror comedy with intent <laughs> by Tom McLaughlin. Well,
3: I I've, I've, the third the third one is in three D, so obviously they're already implying the shtick thing i think mark is right and, and and nothing against your comment but to say they should have killed the dog no they shouldn't have so you save the cat <laughs> you save the cat you save the dog that's well, what the, saving the cat
1: is to establish a hero that's i that's know but a screenwriting trip. i know, that's but not i'm also saying comedy.
3: well but you also want to save the pet because the pet is innocent the thing i hated about snakes on the plane is they had a good thing going and then they went Exactly where you went, and Mark just argued against this trope, and that is, fuck it. You know what? We're, we're above all this, and we're going to tell you that for the last half hour of the movie that we're above this. We're laughing at it rather than with it. And Elizabeth Banks never did that. The dog survives. You care about the kids. Even the cubs are treated with a certain amount of pa- pathos in it, and that's the sign of somebody saying, you know what? I want to invest in these people because if I'm just watching 90 minutes of blood splatter, and these are in, you know figures that I'm just setting up for the slaughter – that's, to me, a waste of 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 time Agreed. at
1: the cinema. I would argue that that is the kind of movie that you expect <clears throat> from a film like Cocaine Bear. You know, all of this, My one of my big problems with this movie is the bear is barely in it. it you know, he's set up at the beginning, and then he <laughs> kind of comes in at the end. But for most of this, it's exactly what you guys have been saying. And what I hated about this movie <laughs> is we've got all of these intersecting storylines of this drama between these characters that just seem like cast-offs from TV shows that didn't get renewed, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, they're all uh, looking for this bear ostensibly, and then you know, <laughs> most of them that killed or whatever. Yeah. But like there's so there's such a little, such a lack of carnage in this movie compared to what was sold by the commercials. I mean, some of the, the other Your examples first mistake of, again.
2: Mm.
1: Well, I mean, that's look, Don. There are probably three people on the planet who don't watch trailers, so I understand. But <laughs> we, have to, we have to live in the world that we're that we that we're I living. Know, in. I know, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, people but, aren't going. I'll back you up, but I'll back you up and say
4: there are too many humans here. I'll be the person that says that. Um, if this was the mom and the kids, Margaret Martindale, an investigating cop, because I can give a shit about it. Alden Ehrenreich and I and um O'Shea Jackson. And, I just they're just dumb, they're just piddle pedal and talk, and I just don't care about Erlen little arc of you know sadness. Redemption. Yeah, I just don't care. Um that's and then I know they have to kind of rope in Isaiah Whitlock into their little thing. The gazebo, um,
0: so,
4: the gazebo scene just went on too long for me. I loved but, it. I know I, I mean I, it's it's fun for for a little bit, but like I just <laughs> no, no, like if, if this was like I said, you got enough quirk from Margo. And uh, the guy from Modern Family. Um, and if Isaiah shows up as Jesse your John lawman, Ferguson. yeah. But um, but if um, if Isaiah shows up as your helpful lawman, and it's find the kids, find the mom, and it stays there without the drug dealer stuff. But I get the drug dealer stuff has to be there a little bit. But I that was a thinner, leaner movie to me. Maybe there's a little less body count. Maybe the three kids are there to be your body count. But I yeah Alden or uh, Alden Alden uh, Alden yeah
1: Alden, Alden and Ehrenreich and- yeah. Lost me I as I, I like to call him Han Solo. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I
0: mean, the the reason why I think this is say better than something like Snakes on a Plane, uh, is you know right it's in the cast. I mean, to me, yes. what do you remember from Snakes on a Plane? Snakes, a plane, and Samuel Jackson. Do you remember any other character in that movie? No. One Taylor well,
1: Kitsch,
3: well, but that's it. But that, that, I, 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 I watched it recently,
1: yeah. so the, so, the, so the, it's a, it's kind of a trick answer, David, because the okay, answer is yes. All right.
0: Why did you watch it recently?
3: But see, I think <laughs> for Mark's it, it, show, for Mark's okay. show.
0: All right, all right. But I think <laughs> one of the
3: things too, when you do certain horror films, and not necessarily saying all of them, but I think it's a fine line between victims and people who have it coming, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and um yeah. like. uh you know, there's a lot of people who, when and I was there when it came out. I was a teenager when it came out. When Halloween came out, and there was critique of that too. It didn't get great reviews. It got moderate, mixed reviews because a lot of people thought it was exploitative and were killing people, having sex, and it got the whole Brian De Palma <laughs> stuff going and all that kind of stuff. But the fact of the matter is, you watch that movie, and it's like you care about uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character because she's paying attention. That's why she survives. Well, also she is. Cause
0: you spend time with her in the beginning of the movie,
3: right? right. But I, but at the same time, you get to know the other characters a little bit. But I mean, her job is to make sure those kids are okay. And when the when Michael Myers returns and starts creating havoc, and she realizes that a couple of her friends have got it, her first priority is still those kids. Yeah. She gets them out of they've, as opposed to other movies, which would say, "Well, we're going to kill them all." And we're going to surprise you because we think you're going to save the kids and she doesn't. That's mm. the cynical thing that I hate in horror where it's just we're laughing at everybody and then it just becomes about blood sport. It's like mm. it's one of my problems with some of the Eli Roth stuff. And then the Friday the 13th where, and where they always they save the one person and then that's the first person to die in the next one. That cynicism mm-hmm. drives me crazy. I thought this one had a certain amount of, dare I say, earnestness to it. And as Mark uh, was sort of backing uh, up on uh, me up, on, I, I think it has a little bit of heart to it. You're right, Don. There's probably too many characters there. but I got to tell you, I cared about five of them in here. Yeah. And sure. that's more than yeah. you ever expect. I, I tell you the difference between this yeah. and uh, uh, Creep Show is everybody in Creep Show has it coming. That's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all shits. They are yeah. all bad people. I mean, yeah, maybe Hal Holbrook and Fritz Weaver are the closest you get to. Like, oh, I kind of feel sorry for that man who's been humiliated by his wife at, at college parties. But most of the others, I mean, they're all badass well, terrible piece there, Stephen King's character he just, Stephen he just King, went out of his garden yeah but he, he shouldn't have touched it he's so stupid don't meet your shit that's, well that's, true. that's true. <laughs> he did
1: kind of have it coming um you know I I take all your points um I think that there are there's just a better way to do a balance of horror and heart if that's what you want to do. I sure. don't think horror and heart belongs in a movie called cocaine bear. Um, <laughs> but I think there it, it, also because there's not really horror in it. There's gore, but that's a different thing than horror and and tension. Well, he's um, a monster.
3: It's a monster movie in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this right. is a creature so a, feature. So the highest a, a,
1: a monster comedy, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the two other. Okay, so. David, you mentioned Tucker and yeah. Dale versus Evil. I think it's an excellent movie. You said that this was as if the Coen Brothers had directed it. I kind of agree with that because they love their big casts of characters. But I also think that those are two great tastes that don't taste great together. Um, but the other two movies I wanted to mention, the other two I movies that. I wanted to mention were uh, two movies with girls in the title, uh, Final, Final girls, girls, the Final, Final girls, girls, which. I think would have been a perfect movie if it had actually been rated R. They made a big mistake about going mm-hmm. PG-13 on that okay. because it's a movie that really explores those Friday the 13th camp slasher tropes Yep, minus mm-hmm. the gratuitous nudity and violence. Mm-hmm. But the moment uh, at the end of that movie where, um, oh, my gosh, why can't I think of her name? Malin Ackerman plays uh, Taysa Farmiga's mom, and she sacrifices herself to the, the slasher monster that is a genuine moment of heart and soul in a horror comedy and i think the reason it stands out is because the rest of the movie is not handled with kid gloves it does have a parodic spirit but also kind of a mean streak to it so when you have this moment of like well this character is getting kind of a redemption arc for stuff that she'd been going on throughout the rest of the movie but it wasn't the point of the movie then it stands out it works the other Mm -hmm. film is lesser known it's called tragedy girls which Mm -hmm. is about two high school uh, uh teenagers who go around like murdering people uh and that is another it's it's a bona fide gross out horror comedy that plays into a lot of the uh the genre tropes and i would say elevates them i don't think that's the right word but really kind of leans into them is that
0: the one with craig robinson
1: yeah, yeah, um, and Alexander Ship, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't yeah. remember the name of the second girl, but yeah, it's it's an excellent film. Huh? So it is. that's the thing. But it's but all of these movies were done by people who I feel like understand the genre they were trying to work in. I feel like Elizabeth Banks just feels very journeyman in here, and I understand it's not completely her fault because it's also the screenwriters. Yeah. But yeah, this I'll, this is this one just did not. I I'm glad it landed for you, but it did not land sure. for me at all. I'll contend a
4: difference there in um, the ones you're mentioning are all humans on humans. We're in creature feature territory. And I think that's a different for lack of a better pun animal, you know, like (laughs) when when it's a, when it's a, when it's a living, breathing, you know, personality, name and last name, man coming out and doing your killing, that's a Mm -hmm. different thing than Anaconda and jaws and the relic and mimic and when it's a
1: beast we're in creature well it doesn't it right? doesn't have to be don because the examples you're giving are straight up horror movies you know that's that's something sure, that i'm kind of i would love to see them though too you know like i laugh. not at, I, I mean i was anaconda you know, <laughs> you know but, <laughs> but I love laughing but the but the, again that gets back to intent anaconda which is another movie that mm-hmm. that mark and i watched recently um or somewhat recently is you know it's a fun kind of 90s action movie like with Mm -hmm. these kind of horror elements to it but no point was it really intended to be a comedy or to say anything about the genre I would love to see a movie I would love to see the movie that cocaine bear the promise of it of being a film that looks back at the genres of like killer animal movies and really plays Mm -hmm. with it and says something about it instead Mm -hmm. of making this kind of milquetoast movie that's not even really a horror or a comedy cohesive comedy Mm -hmm. half the time
2: well, I guess we could all watch Roar. No, he could he could just go and pick anything from Asylum. There you go. You want you, you want you want <laughs> your generic, you want your basic, straightforward, very aware, yeah, very cynical said. at times, and itself going, ha ha, look how goofy we are. Pick an asylum monster film. Don't get me wrong, right. I think there's a place in there.
1: Totally. I, part well, but the, but even we talked about this, Mark, because you look at something like snakes on a train. Mm -hmm. (laughs) right that that was a movie that came out you know like the week before snakes on a plane to capitalize on this goofy movie but we watched snakes on a train recently and i think we were both surprised to discover that it's not a good movie but it's also not an intentionally bad movie it's one of those things and we talked about this it feels like it was a movie that was made that was they repurposed the title from something else to capitalize on this thing which asylum Mm -hmm. does so it's not a It's not a purposely bad movie. It's just not a perfect film by any stretch.
2: But Asylum has plenty of purposely bad movies or movies where they didn't really care. They were just cashing in on the trend. Part of the appeal for me for Cocaine Bear is I didn't even think that a movie like this as much as, and you're, like I said, your criticisms are are noted and I can see where you're coming from for some of them. But this is another one of those films where it has a bigger name behind it than I ever would have expected for a film like this. And the fact that this actually got wide release. I was the same yep. way with Green Inferno. Now, Green Inferno got thrown in the very back screen at Marcus Theater, far in the corner on the smallest screen. But it was still released in the theater and watching Green Inferno for the type of film it was. I was giggling like a school bo- schoolgirl during most of the cannibal scenes, which got odd looks from the two other older folks <laughs> that were in the audience. But that's OK. But it's one of those films where I'm watching it. And part of my enjoyment is the fact that I'm in a theater a wide release film. And this film is being seen by multiple people. For me, that's part of it is the experience because the majority of these types of films, I'm watching it like I'm watching you guys right now or I'm watching it at home or it's a direct-to-video fodder or something. So the fact that this, and even if it's not that good, it brings light to the genre and might get people to look at other films that, as you mentioned, Ian, four really solid films. I love Tragedy Girls. I love The Final Girls. I think those were Mm -hmm. far better. They never got a wide-release film and they totally are respected i've seen so many so if this opens up (laughs) a gateway to people saying hey i want to see others like this that's part of the enjoyment for me as well but just getting to see a movie like this even though it's a little bit cut back as you mentioned ian it's still more than what we usually are used to getting to from the studios it's like when mother was released youtube you review averse the younger youtube generation Hated that film so much. They people hate that film. It was my favorite of that year, and it was and one of the reasons. (laughs) So and it and you might say, well, that doesn't reflect on the movie, your experience, but no, it's the fact that a movie like that got wide release. I enjoy when that happens, and maybe that adds to my how I consume the film when I see it on screen, is just the sheer fact of I'm in a big theater watching a whacked out movie like this with other folks. The only good thing is this time I'm not the only one laughing both screenings that I went to people laughed where they were supposed to laugh, which surprised me because I fully thought the audience would be silent. And I'd be the only one laughing at this because Mm -hmm. this is my jam. I also think part of why it has taken off is because of what's been talked on this panel with other films, even if it's not that good. As you mentioned, Ian, they got butts in the seat (coughs) type of film because people are kind of exhausted by the standard fare you're normally getting. So even if this isn't that good, it's different Uh and people are going to it and people may be enjoying it a little more than they probably should because it's different. It's not a recognizable IP. It's not a sequel. No offense to some sequels that especially are coming out this week. It's not. A rehash, a remake, it was something that someone tried to be at least somewhat original. And I think people are consuming that because they want stuff more like this. Because we I, I saw an art, I saw three articles today of three different films that are either being turned into TV series or remakes. One of them is fatal attraction. Oh, How do you do oh, fatal yeah. attraction into a TV series? We I have know. so much of the same and IP out there.
1: I, that, like Mark, I take you know, your point. When the bar is buried below the dirt, a film like Cocaine Bear can't help but to succeed. Um, no, I'll, that's, say, that's a, I'll, <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll say that.
3: I'll say it's a low bar. So I, but uh, you, you know, one. But there's ahead. one. I'm just gonna say there's one other um, uh, interesting trend. I don't know if it's a trend yet, but I will say this: it's uh, we've seen a couple films starting to kind of build in this way. Um, Horror tends to go in cycles sometimes. I mean, obviously the slasher movies of the 80s and then you get into, uh, you know, the the creatures as stars, which you had with, um, you know, a, a lot of them throughout the years and, you know, even trying to rebuild the mummy and some of those kind of things. But One of the things that I would say about horror as a man who doesn't see nearly as many as you do, Mark, uh, and maybe not as many as David, but I see quite a few and used to do reviews about them for The Examiner. I did notice a trend that for I'd say for the last 10 years, most horror movies were either nihilistic or downers. And what I mean by that is, you know, you'd walk out of the theater. Yeah, they want to give you that one last scare, but you go up. But I stopped liking the paranormal activities after the second yeah. one because it's mm-hmm. like they're just pointless. Repetitive. They're vicious. The bad people win. Nobody survives. Nobody's – It just – and now it's this big women's cult that has nothing to do with ghosts and, and holy shit. I just hated that. And I think there's a negative <laughs> energy that a lot of horror movies create. This one and Megan earlier this year are, I think, trying to say, let's have some fun with horror. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, and right when you're sitting there in the theater and they have the Megan doll and suddenly she goes, hey, we're five minutes from the movie (laughs) starting, turn off your cell phone. You that don't want great. to make me angry. I well, love when it. He saw a cocaine bear here and he goes, Rah! Yeah. And he shakes and yeah. it's like, holy shit. And it's like you laugh because it's like, well, this is going to be fun. These movies I think are starting a little bit of a trend. And maybe that's why they had Elizabeth Banks directors like, let's get women in the theater. Let's get more of a four quadrant film. Let's have a little fun with horror mm-hmm. and get rid of this, overgrowth stuff, you know, the torture porn or the nihilistic stuff or the downer mm-hmm. stuff that you just go, ah, oh, do I really want to see this movie? Because they're all going to get killed and it's yeah. all going to be sad. And I don't want to see paranormal activity if it turns into some sort of hell women's cult. That mm-hmm. isn't what I went to the yeah. original for. This, I think, is trying to say, let's have fun with horror again. Yep. And I give them points for that. Same exact and a communal
4: experience, what? like as you talked to Mark, where and we saw the three of us over here. Um, we were all at the same screening where that was a raucous, good crowd, you know. Oh, and yes. It wasn't, it's not RR, but I mean, like that's, <laughs> like Mark, but like Mark said, there's a place for the communal experience, and like what Jeff says, there's completely room in this genre for some fun, and you can do worse on a Friday night, man.
3: <laughs>
2: will in part uh, night, I,
1: night. I, I will I will stand up and say that that is not true. I I, uh, <laughs> I want to part, see this movie enough. There's right no
3: convincing that. this man. Part, part know, of the I nihil- well, Look, I'm not gonna I walked commit. I, I walked better. out of the
1: theater after the 90 minutes, and no one yeah. Yeah. there was it was complete silence. There was no like was it was it senior citizen night? I was <laughs> this was target demographic people kind of like looking at each other, being like you saw you saw there were there were there were five there was good five minutes of laughter spread. through Throughout the entire thing, but most of it, and oh, granted, man. a lot of it had to do with just these characters running around. It's kind of like when you're watching a, when you go to a multiplex, and mm-hmm. sometimes our our as critics can forget this because we go see a screening and like the movie starts right away. But you go and sit down and watch the trailers. Twenty minutes of trailers. Yeah. After no. trailer number eight, you're like, yeah. is this fucking thing gonna start? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was man. the kind of the vibe at and, Cocaine and Bear, Like, Kendrick when is up? this? Yeah. When is this movie going to start?
3: But see, maybe the trailers also exhausted you before
1: Cocaine Barry even had a chance
3: to do its charms. I I was. I mean, no, I have I was to tell really you, looked. that's I the one nice ready. thing about being a critic is you don't have to sit through the trailers because I hate trailers. They show way too much, and there's not 20 minutes of them anymore, folks. They're half, half an hour, hour of them yep. because yep. they do God, the pre-show dang. countdown, and they show trailers in that now, too. So if you get there a half right. hour before the movie, and you're exhausted by the movies.
0: If you're unfortunate enough to go to an AMC, you've been exhausted by Nicole Kidman Nicole. for how long now? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. Oh my god, happening. it still says a century of movies and it's like 2020. <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh. Did you Ian, did you, you see that this ad. in Skokie
4: at Village Crossing? I did, yeah. No, I figured. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Skokie. What is that? Yeah.
1: Why? What, what does, I does that have to do know. with anything? I don't know. But, but,
4: I'm just he's... guessing the crowd, trying to read what we're, all
1: of us are guessing you know it, see, uh, uh people who paid money to go see a movie opening night uh target so. demographic yeah that see I'd and then like, and i and
2: I, and I the audience i with everybody dug it everybody came out they were talking about they were laughing about it mm. some people that was that was the reaction
1: I, I had when i uh when i saw megan there, there was mm-hmm. some real buzz coming out of that that mm-hmm. movie um okay. all right we're gonna wind this down we uh. got miguel hanging out like giving us all the comments. Oh, so we're going to go through these. Yeah. Uh, methamphetamine <laughs> Moose, directed by Wolfgang Peterson. Uh, Wolfgang be Peterson would Wolf-Gate. have to come back for the dead. From the grave, um, I was going to say. Well,
0: mechanical. That's
2: that's okay. If you just wait till this summer, Asylum's Got Attack of the Meth Gator,
1: you'll be fine. <laughs> <There> you Ian will <laughs>
3: probably that's love that Miguel. one. Miguel, it'll be called Das Moose. Das Moose. Oh, it's oh,
1: good. It going? That's going. Here's the thing: a universal executive has a seance to resurrect Wolfgang Peterson to direct oh. methamphetamine <laughs> movies. How about yeah. enemy
0: swine? Oh, sorry, enemy oh. swine.
4: <laughs> or how about first cow? No, no. Oh, no! no. <laughs> oh. Wow, I, I love it. The, the, Bring back the donkey movies. Eo, I'm
0: taking yeah. all the Wolfgang Peterson <laughs> movies and changing their
4: titles. Uh, now we're Honestly,
1: yeah. in our Facebook group. After people yeah. had seen Cocaine Barrett, you guys were unleashing all the puns, and <laughs> that made try. me laugh, unlike the yeah. movie yeah. itself. Uh, let's oh. see. Oh, uh, yeah, I can already see the franchise knockoffs. Tremors, both comedy and horror. Uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Lake Placid, another yeah. eight-legged freaks, horror comedy. I love it.
0: Yeah. Now, now the first episode of season three of Mandalorian reminded me of Lake Placid. Oh yeah. But,
3: you know. Betty White was feeding that gator.
0: <laughs> Betty White was
3: feeding that gator.
0: Go, to yeah. Betty
3: White. Yeah. David E. Kelly wrote that. There you go. Oh, jeez. Wait.
4: Lake oh, Placid. Oh, yes, yeah. Placid. Yeah. Wow. wow. That's awesome. Was
3: the flock in that?
0: No.
4: No. I um.
3: But Brendan Gleeson was. Oh, that's Bridget right. Fonda. Bridget he Fonda. was the sheriff and, and President
4: yep. Lone Star. Bill Pullman is in that, yeah. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh.
0: It's time for a rewatch of See, Lake Placid. See, even Lake Placid here, right? I, I mean, Lake one Placid block. is a Ooh. great comparison because that has an unexpected, like, great cast, like this yeah. one. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the whole the whole gazebo thing with Isaiah Whitlock and the way it was choreographed and everything is like, he's like, they're like, how did you get up there? He's like, well, and then you know, you think of this mm-hmm. off scene, he's like, well. I got up in that tree, and then I jumped <laughs> down. I'm like, you did not <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> it's like, i i love I love that because you know that didn't happen, and it's like no. uh and and even when he's like all right, I'm gonna come down
3: uh yeah, and any chance uh, yeah. I didn't <laughs> Ian, I'm going to go to the next horror movie you see. If it's a comedy, and we're going to laugh together, I'll that's get right. you laughing. Scream! I'll six. be like one of those uh, plants oh, in, in the audience to get the audience jacked. up. There you go. Hey, that's Pat McDonald. Yeah, got it. Okay. Hey, well, hey, hey, I, hey!
4: I'll, I'll be hey, like, hey. like no. I mean in a good way. Pat's the best laugher. I love when Pat's that's at true. our screenings. I'll be he like Robert so De
0: Niro in Cape Fear. <laughs> that's
4: great. That's, that's a great. good one.
0: Yeah.
1: Nice. Good imitation. All right. Yeah, well, Ew. this has been a, a good imitation of a, <laughs> live stream. I don't know. I, I was trying to feed wow. off. the joke. And, wow. Yeah. But no, no, this just, has been this has been one because I'm here. I know. No, I look, I love you guys and I love that you indulge me in my my nonsense and my hating of my, my okay. despising of cocaine bear. Um, but uh, I did not get high on anybody's supply on this one. But uh, you guys have been great sports. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for hanging out. And also, Miguel, thank you for hanging out yeah, uh, and, and sharing some some classic uh, horror comedies with us. Uh, some other recommendations for people who haven't seen them. Um, yeah. Tremors. They made like, what, nine of those things or something. <laughs> but um, oh, and Miguel says, love the show. Awesome. Well, we love you, too, Miguel. And we'll talk. We're going to talk soon, actually. Um, all right. So. We're going to wind it down here because it's late, and this is a back-to-back live stream. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out. If you enjoyed our our Mando episode and stuck around for cocaine bear, we definitely (laughs) appreciate it. Um, If you like this show, please like and subscribe and all that good business. And I also uh, implore you to follow and keep up with my lovely and talented panelists uh, they are Earth's mightiest critics. We have Don Shanahan of Every Movie Has a Lesson and 25 Y L and Cinephile Hiss of It Podcast. We've got David J. Fowley of Keeping It Real. We got Jeff York of the Establishing Shot. And <laughs> I didn't I just I just noticed your handle. Uh, Mar- <laughs> Mar- <laughs> Marco Cinnabar.
3: Killing. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: otherwise known as Mark Kraczek of the Spoiler Room and Special Mark Productions, where you've heard allusions to us talking about other movies that we've watched, like Snakes in a Plane, Anaconda. That's because every Tuesday, now... Uh, as of Monday, Monday, this coming yeah. Monday, it's going to be every Monday night. I'm on his uh, show doing the spoiler room. And we've been doing that for just about three years now. And you have opened Damn. me up to a galaxy of oh. movies, both, <laughs> both quality and not. Um, but uh, yeah, thank they're, you they're
2: not, they're not all hits with Ian, but he's enjoyed far more <laughs> than I thought he would. He still keeps well, I've down, so. always
1: enjoyed the conversations. Um, oh, let's see. Oh, wait a second. Oh, uh, Petty. Rest, yeah. Hey, Good night. Oh. And also big hug to all. Yes. A bear, Thank bear you hug to
3: all. A bear oh. hug.
1: Yes. Or a cocaine <laughs> hug. I don't know what that means. Oh, the no, bear nice. does a
2: line off of a severed leg. How do you not fight entertainment
3: it. in that? Hey, Ian, so hey, hey, I just want to say this has been more than the average podcast. Yes. <laughs> <Whoa, laughs> hey. average. <laughs> hey, boo-boo, what do you got
2: in the basket? Oh, gee, yeah, Yogi, geez. it's 10 Ooh, keys. some good imitations. <laughs>
1: uh, Very good imitations. Good night. <laughs> good night, everybody. This has been great. <laughs> <It's> unbearable. <laughs>